0: Good evening, meat suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep. We are a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse, and we are just four litigating attorneys staying up all night in a motel room playing a very long movie watching game. I am your host, Alex Falcone, recording, as always, in beautiful North Koreatown, Los Angeles joined by my three good friends. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. He's in Southeast Portland, and he's not the guy you kill. He's the guy you buy. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez.
1: Hey, you know that really stressful feeling when you have, like, two different groups of friends or two friends and you want to introduce them and you really hope they get along and you don't know how it's going to play out and it's super stressful? That's what my entire week has been, introducing you three good friends to my other very good friend, Mr. Michael Clayton <laughs> yeah. I really hope you guys got along with him he's a really good guy
0: I Stay thought you looking. were wondering about like Tilda Swinton he's... introducing her good friend Michael Clayton to her good friend two very accurate murderers
1: I mean well, I mean they kind of half assed you got it one
0: to for kill. two yeah okay but the first but, one was very
1: good it Was very professional
0: it's yes. interesting inter- actually that's something I want to talk about it's just like what kind of company are they running um, but, are also joining us today He's the co-host of uh, the Old Gamers Almanac podcast. Uh, He's from the woods of Brooklyn, New York, and he is Shiva, God
2: of Death. It's Hunter Donaldson. I want to be the horses, okay? I (laughs) want to be the horses. I want to be the three horses that save... Uh, George Clooney's life. Very good horse life. acting
0: yeah. in that scene.
2: Yeah, those I mean, horses looked like real horses. I couldn't yeah. believe it that they were people. Yeah. Couldn't and believe it. <laughs> each one of the so... horses was two people in a
3: pajamas, yeah. in a horse pajamas. Three people. There's, there's actually there's three kids, and there's one in the middle just sort of
2: like flanking. <laughs> <just>, yeah. <laughs> Swinton actually played one of them yeah. and won an award for it. A lot of people think Tilda Swinton won awards for the, yeah, the for other the role. They yeah, the, the horse. Role. It was for the horse. around. Yeah, yeah.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like when you know, you know, Denzel won for training day, but it was really for Malcolm X. Uh, It's it's like that. She won for Karen Crowder, but it was really the horses. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She just she showed up and was like, "Wait a minute, you want me to wear no prosthetics? Fuck that. Where can I get some prosthetics on my face? I need to be at least half a horse. Also, do you think they give the same award?
0: Do they split the award with the person who's the
3: head and the feet? Or in the nah, butt? I think, yeah. Well, or yeah, but like you get the top of the award, or the bottom of the award.
0: Oh, no, of course, you pull oh. the Oscar in half. Sure. Yeah. They're right. Obviously. Right. There should be a separate uh, Oscar that you give people who are in horse horsecross where it's like, it's one Oscar, and then another Oscar is like bending over and grabbing around the waist, so they're making like a centaur well, Oscar. The yeah, centaur is what we yeah, call
1: Oscars. Well, Alex, they, they will do that when the situation comes up. It just hasn't come up in 90 something years. <laughs> right, like they, how, how they made the nominate... tiny Oscars for, yeah. for
0: Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They should make yeah. a centaur Oscar. Yeah,
1: you know how they don't nominate Andy Sokis for his digital performance because right. it's like where does his performance end in the wetter CG begin? Right. It's like that, you it's know. Exactly it's, like that.
0: It's with a horse.
1: Yeah, it's like. All that right, let we'll me introduce
0: the last part of our panel. He's in Northern California and he's a
3: fixer, but maybe he's the one who's broken. It's Ezra Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna. I don't actually have a gambling habit anymore. I just want to be clear that I have enough. I have enough, action in my life already that I don't <laughs> have any problems except for the one gambling that I'm going to do, that we're going to show twice.
0: Well, but but it, the, this is the thing with the nonlinear of this, is I'm like,
3: you were just playing poker yesterday. It's
0: not, it's tomorrow. It's very yeah. confusing. You could have played it yesterday, yesterday, yesterday also, I guess. Right, mm. it's, it's very possible. Um, uh, by the way, I he's a fixer, but he's the one who's broken. I have to give, we're going to come back to the movie and talk more about it, but I just want to say that my main takeaway from this movie is the immense discipline that the studio had to not make that the tagline because it's the perfect oh. tagline but it's corny yeah. so i have... thought
2: it was real i just believed right. it i was yeah. like oh, I Doesn't guess it, it, it the... sounds
0: like the perfect awful what tagline for this movie? movie um oh what was it anyway I, I i can't find the use of this it could be on a poster somewhere but man what a perfect line that they did not use uh before we start the show i want to thank a couple of meat buddies if you'd like or thank all of our meat buddies in fact um, not just a couple well, we'll, well, the odd-numbered ones. I want to thank the odd-numbered Meat Buddies. <laughs> next week. Uh, even numbers. Next week's mm. the evens. Um, If you want to join them. Oh,
1: also... And then we'll after it. that, it will be the primary number Meat Buddies. Yeah. Oh,
0: Fibonacci sequence? Sure, yeah, we'll yeah. do a Fibonacci Meat Buddies. Um, the, the point is, though, the most important thing to remind everybody is that our Meat Buddies are people who donate to the show, and some people express guilt that having not donated earlier because they've been listening for a long time, and today this episode should be coming out on april 28th one of the last remaining days of guilt-free april before we get into double guilt may so if you've been mm-hmm. feeling a little bit of guilt for not donating earlier remember next month that guilt is going to be doubled and the juice oh. is running
1: like, yeah. like i said it's, it's, they, it's, oh, a, it's a
3: compounding yeah. interest of
0: guilt. yeah
1: yeah so it'll only get us,
3: like, 12 by monday would that be would that be good if you got a that, twelve by Monday, remember, that was,
0: the, it was I mean, it, it like, Oh right, look.
2: oh the twelve yeah, the points. I guess. Well, well, hey, wait, but we sell so we your fridge, have to, <laughs> auction
1: off your bowls. All right, you, we got to get that cash.
2: <laughs> we do have to live our values a little bit, though, because Joe Biden did announce that he is wiping out student guilt. So if you have any guilt, <laughs> <and you want laughs> a student, that was the. We, we, we know for out. sure
0: that's not going to be challenged in court. Is if you just get sort mm-hmm. of guilt. Yeah,
3: yeah. So mm-hmm. that's an easy step, right, that he can take today. I love the idea where people were like, you know what? I actually tried to be a good person this whole time. It's not cool for them to just like be guilt-free now. That's not fair to me. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Like, I, I took all this
0: time with guilt. I finally finished <laughs> it. I finish to be a it. good person. I could have
3: just waited. Uh, it's not
0: fair to these other people who feel really guilty. Anyway, all of this is very important to keep the show floating down the tracks. So you can go to metreon.com, which just redirects you to Patreon, which you are already familiar with. So it sounds sketchier than it is. It's just because they're meat buddies. So we, we bought metreon because... At least three of our meat buddies' total in, uh, donations are going to our annual supporting of metreon.com. So, we it just can goes have to it show you, me. we do not know
3: how to spend the money well, but we will do it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: it yeah, your problem spent. was you thought
3: we'd keep it in savings. No, 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 no. Mm. don't worry about that. We put it all on the bar. That was our big bet. We just bet
0: on the <laughs> wrong person, we bet on Alex. That was <laughs> our bet. All right, let me before we get into the movie, it's time for segment one the news. And uh, first, I'm going to do everybody a huge favor listening at home by not talking about Elon today. I'm exhausted. I don't care. I don't want to talk about it at all. Um, the only thing I will say is that when you try to buy a company, it's called a tender offer. And I think that's really sweet. Ah, uh-huh. so that's my favorite part of this whole story is it's a tender offer for for Twitter. Anyway, that's the end of it. I don't care. Uh, moving on. Um, we are going to talk, though, about a power couple breaking up in Hollywood. So one of our main things we talk about is Hollywood couples this week. This week there's a, was an important breakup between Vin and Lynn. They have been Tokyo drifting apart for some time. And now the fast and furious director has left
1: fast X. I mean, the- he just came back too. I mean, he left for a while. then lured him back in, promised to be a changed man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they got The Rock out of there because The Rock was driving them apart. Yep. You know, yep. The Rock was gone. It was just them back. Then, 10 days into filming, Justin Lin was well, like, I'm sorry, Fuck uh, this. X days into filming. X days. Uh, that's pretty X good. Days. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> X part one of filming.
0: I mean, I am so. I, I hate the name Fast X. And ov- like the obvious pun, and I'm not the first one to notice this, but obviously it should have been called Fast 10, your seatbelts. It should have been yeah. called Fast 10. No. I mean, Fast that should 10. at least be the tagline. I mean, they,
1: they did Fast he's 5. He's fixer,
0: but he's the one who's broken.
1: They did Fate of the Furious. Yeah, Fate you of know? the Furious.
3: I
0: love they, that one. They
1: have clunky names. Most Could,
3: of them are terrible names. That is yeah. definitely a theme. Couldn't for they this. have done just Fast XXX and then it has a crossover with Vin Diesel's other property, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, he,
0: how, we haven't even. I mean, obviously, other people have talked about this, but how the hell did he get away with having a movie called Triple X that was not porn? Like mm, uh, it, it was it, before SEO. Well, it <laughs> yeah,
2: was.
1: I mean,
0: it really is bad for searching.
1: I mean, it's the most two thousands movie title there ever has been. All right, that, yeah, it XXX. is just like yeah. I mean, it's it's clearly somebody walked into a studio with. 150 pieces of blank paper and the name Triple X written on the front (laughs) and was like, I have the greatest screenplay you have ever seen. I will not let you read it. But
2: look at this title. And they were like, there you go. And then they just
0: slid a number back on a piece of paper. It's just wild
2: because you can't Google the damn movie. You know what I mean? I mean, every time I I look for Triple
0: X Vin Diesel, I got a whole other series of websites. I just Uh, did. uh, Now I'm watching
2: something else. And I'm telling you, this is not Vin Diesel.
0: Mm. Does it even look a little bit like him, or are
2: they it just does getting look lazy? A little bit like Vin Diesel.
0: <laughs> okay, well there we go. All right, that works. Um,
1: Both these guys look like. But them. yeah, I mean, this is a pretty. <laughs> I mean, for okay, so Justin Lin co-wrote the new one. Yes. Justin Lin, uh, if you if you don't really know the history of the Fast and the Furious franchise, Justin Lin built this franchise. Right? He took. It used to be uh, about he, uh, cars. He took a like trashy genre, bad you know point break rip off uh, franchise that no one really cared about, and turned it into literally the second biggest franchise next to the MCU. Wait, so he didn't do the first movie. one?
0: So he took no. the street racing movie and made it into the superhero film. He
1: came in in three, and he did three, four, five, and right. six, and then he left on seven. Didn't do eight. Uh, James Wan did 7. F. Gary Cooper did 8. He came back for 9, and then he did this. So he is like, he is the guy who took this franchise from this small little thing to, you know, like it's literally the only franchise that rivals the MCU in terms of like I popularity mean, right uh, I, now. Mean, I didn't wild. realize
0: that that was him because that switch from this is a cheap movie about car, right? like people who race cars, turning into a superhero franchise mm. is one of the n- most interesting turns in film history, I feel like. Yeah. So I would love him to leave the series and just find something else that was low budget and get make it wild. Get him yeah. Downton Abbey. get Justin Lynn yeah. on the Downton Abbey reboots. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, not even reboots. Fuck it. Same yeah. universe. Keep going. Same cast. <laughs> them back? Know, <laughs> the, the, whatever the continuing <laughs> yeah. series is. You, you check this out. Check this out. In Downton Abbey 3, you kill Maggie Smith in the first 10 minutes. But yes. it's really Downton Abbey eight. And then Downton Abbey 4 oh. through 7 take place <laughs> in between 2 and 3. Well, but
2: then, so
0: so then Downton
1: Abbey 9,
0: Maggie Smith comes back from the Mac, dead. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. So,
3: so here's how it goes. Because it's already about upstairs, downstairs, right? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, but upstairs, you could also do – Okay, so one, above upstairs, so it's flying people. And down below downstairs, oh. it's the underground people, right? So it's oh, like oh, sewer, sewer yeah. Can there be herblins? <laughs> <laughs> herblins? of course, yeah. Yeah I live my life 40
0: centimeters at a time. Oh, mm.
2: and they could they should be British, the Gerblins. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about the Gerblins would have to be British too, right? Of course they would be. They will be.
0: One thing that I think is crazy <laughs> about this story is that he is still that he wrote this movie and he is still a producer on the movie. Mm. And it's just one of the crazy things about Hollywood that like people are constantly doing creative work, intimate creative work with people who they are publicly feuding with. They're currently suing. They have sued. They've broken up with and gotten back together. Like, mm-hmm. the amount of people who have to, like, work together after something wild happens is, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It sounds so difficult. He's going to have to be in meetings still. Yeah. So they'll be like with the new director, and I'm like, hey, hey, Justin, what what do you think of this choice of umbrella color that we're using in this scene? And he'll be like, I used to direct these movies. Wait, well, wait, wait you'll before say, we go further, say, I don't
1: know. Go ask Vin, all right? Apparently, <laughs> right. Vin makes all this. I mean, that's the real where this is ending, right? Will Vin Diesel step in and direct Fast Ten and Eleven? People
2: thinking that's what's right? going to happen. I, I mean, I mean, that's how outcome? he engineered
0: it
1: so that he could be the hero I mean, who steps in and directs it. You have to look at okay, so like. But, you can look at, Dude. you know, some big story is going to come out about what happens. But it has to be Ven's ego, right? It has to be Ven. He is he has complete control over these movies. He's the least fun part of all of these movies. Yeah, Because yeah, he, he takes sucked. himself so seriously yes. now. Yeah. Even though everything else is getting so silly, he is still, like, this messiah, uh, super serious, tough guy in all these films. Um, you have, like, the fact that he publicly begged The Rock to come back, and The Rock was like, Nah, I'm good. Right. He like embarrassed himself there. Yeah. Justin right. Le- Lin leaving a week into production. Right. It's like, so
0: crazy. That
1: only happens if it's like him and Vin are fighting. And like, you know, my theory, and I've heard some other people kind of mention this, is that Vin is like demanding they bring Paul back uh, for 10 well, and 11. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, the that would be the worst. They set up nine Ew. with implying like his car shows up, right? Right, right, right. Uh, but I that's what my guess is the thing that is like the impasse they could not reach was that Vin
0: wait, so they got 10 days. You think they got 10 days into filming and
1: still hadn't settled whether or not Paul Walker is in this movie? I i mean, I think most big Hollywood movies they don't have the script while they're filming, right? Things I mean, that's are also crazy. Changing. Um, um, Okay, but let yeah, me give mean, you an alternate theory.
0: Let me give you an alternate theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we'll there's one it. thing that this franchise is about, besides cars, it's furious. It's good guys and bad... It's furious. Right? That's true. Yeah. No, okay, if there's... Like, the third or fourth thing the series is about <laughs> is about good guys become bad guys and bad guys become good guys. So... Mm. I think probably like the rock saying no is an important setup for the rock coming back in 11. And I think what? Justin Lin leaving the <laughs> six times is an important mm. part for him to, oh my God. it's going to turn out. He actually it's already like directed 12, even though it doesn't even mm. happen.
2: It's marketing. It's a soap all, opera in real oh, life. Man. It's so That's perfect for the series. Not okay, for every Okay. Series, okay. Okay. The chaos is good, good for this. Abby? Great theory. Great theory. Great theory. Alternate theory. Alternate theory. Alternate theory. So Vin shows up first day. Uh-huh. Okay. He's dressed as a tree, and all he'll <laughs> oh, say I like this. is I am Groot. Is... <laughs> and he just says that yeah. in every scene. Yes. And he won't stop. Right. Mm-hmm. And they keep trying to talk to him. They're like, This is illegal, then. <laughs> you do not own Groot. And he just keeps looking at him and saying, like, I am Groot. And that's all he'll say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Messed it, up.
1: I mean, the way think about like the way, you know, Sony, the way they're like making these Spider Man movies that aren't really in the MCU, but they're like right. we're in the MCU, kind of. Yeah. Come on! Yeah. Pay attention to us. He's yeah. trying to make fa- do that with Fast and the Furious. Fast He's and the just, Furious. If I say
2: I am Groot enough, well, it will just be associated with that. I right? heard. I heard there is a car in Doctor Strange too, and that it might be
1: <laughs>
2: a Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. car. Roots, yeah. It might be. I mean, it's either that Sam Raimi car or it's a Fast and Furious. Car. I mean, I don't know.
1: In the multiverse, there has to be one oh where God. Fast and Furious yeah. and the MCU I'm have done. already crossed over. I'm right? done, Doctor
0: Strange. I'm done um, with multiverses. There's no more multiverse.
1: No, well, no, I could use more. No, we
0: yeah. burned that, that be concept out so mul- hard.
2: Uh-huh. Multiverses. When
0: I walked out of everything everywhere All at once, and the first thing that I see is a giant billboard for Doctor Strange in the multiverse, I just feel like I'm out of multiverse. No, I think uh-huh. here's the thing. Into like the Spider-Verse
1: the is coming back. Are you not I looking forward to that?
0: I know. I feel like Into the Spider-Verse proved that it was good. Everything everywhere did it like as well as could be done, and now it has to stop. We can't mm. do more of these. And no, it's gonna, we can't. There's going to be... Thir- Netflix has already greenlit nine yeah. multiverse movies, yeah. I guarantee it.
2: In
3: this In yeah. this universe alone.
2: Oh, I hate it i mean i want i want in, more of it i want in, more crossovers yeah, i want done. everything to get more dynamic more yeah. interesting in all yeah. the you years know what I mean? i've known you alex every time i've ever heard you say this
1: is done we can't get any more of it that's right when we enter the golden age of those new yeah. right
3: I, don't think <laughs> like, no one, I feel comfortable saying so, no one ever listens to alex on this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like, fair that no those, one's listening to me
1: Post first Avengers movie, comic book movies are done. We I can't do these Avengers that. thing not, anymore. No, 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 To be clear, that, I you never
0: say that. that. I never make a prediction. It was on that it's night. Over. I just <laughs> yeah. say you said I'm it to Mark Ruffalo's face. You walked yeah, right I up to him. He's like, said, "Listen, Hulk. I superhero right? thing is I'm going done, down." Hulk. Like a Led Zeppelin. I said, "I've had enough Avengers." I didn't say. You have to stop. I said I'm you tired hadn't of You had not even had
2: Avengers yet. You hadn't yeah. even had it yet though. Yeah. You're just judging had your More food than I needed. And now I've had too many multiverse. I've had
0: two good multiverse movies in 2 years. Stop it. Don't ruin this for everybody.
1: But let's let's take bets on the Vin Diesel. Will Vin Diesel direct 10 or 11? What do you guys no. think? I mean, I'll take I don't under. think
2: I don't think Vin Diesel can. Like I don't think that it could happen.
0: But, but doesn't the first AD
1: do all the work anyway?
2: No. Oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, I do think <laughs> No matter what, even if they don't. First, idea is
2: like a spreadsheet, is what I know about. That's huh. all I know. Is that, that, they're the king of spreadsheets. <laughs> right. You can't direct a movie with a spreadsheet. You I know think those you can.
1: movies like like
2: <laughs> you gotta do like, a, you, you have to know some you are some really good with Spreadsheets actually. Yeah, you you I really have to yeah.
0: know some advanced coding to do it. But I bet you could do
1: it. But you know, like the way Tombstone wasn't directed by Kurt Russell, but for all intents and purposes, he was the director on the set. Like, yeah. that's the way people talk about that movie. Right, right. Right. The director was just kind of like his puppet that he just stuck his hand up his ass and controlled him. Um yeah. it's I think it's gonna be at and, least In like that director's that, defense. They, once
0: the hand is up there, you're probably gonna do what they want. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I would do what Code Russell says,
2: even if he he did it. Yeah, totally. And it, me. I, I mean that one works, like so maybe, he, yeah. maybe no, he'd, no, he'd have to stick the hand right up my ass. <laughs> the last I, thing I'm gonna do the last miss. thing I want to do
0: before we move out of the segment, because mm. I now that we've heard my theory, and we heard Ezra's theory, and then we heard Hunter's theory. Or sorry, we heard Anthony's theory. As we're missing your theory on what's yeah, going what's the on, so is. we need one more to round out our theories segment. Are oh, you playing great. Paul?
1: Are you? Are so, you so, <laughs> Paul Walker as? Is so, that so, no, no, no. no okay, okay. So,
3: I I had a thought on this one. Um, so <laughs> I think <laughs> when he realized about the Groot thing, like that's that's where it hit me. You said this is the um, you said it's the <laughs> biggest franchise next to the mcu yeah and i think fin diesel is taking a dive on this one i'm saying i think disney's like hey we'll pull back your big groot bucks if you don't just squash this right we cannot have it be bigger than mcu so just torpedo your own thing all right Right. i don't care you know like we'll get we'll get the rock to pull out also because we have him from from jungle cruise right um and and i think it's just realizing it's like you know uh, there could be only one and and then uh, he'll he'll tank it and then eventually uh, i think they'll buy it like on a fire sale, uh, and yep. then it'll just be we'll what? just move that part of um, of the tram tour over to Disneyland, and then
0: we'll, we'll just I mean, have a would... new Fast and Furious movie every yeah. six months on Disney Plus for the rest of our I lives. I mean,
1: oh, honestly, that sounds so
2: good. Honestly,
1: though, what would you guys rather do? get up at 5 in the morning, film 10 hours a day with huge code chases and action sequences, or sit in a booth for, what, three hours and say, I am Groot a bunch in of In six times, different ways, yeah. I yeah. get paid probably the same amount of money. I mean, that, that is
0: definitely where the real money is, is being yeah. Groot, for sure. I'd take the Groot bucks. That's right. Mm-hmm. Alright,
1: well, we got four plausible theories. Go ahead and <laughs> write in lightly. let us know which
0: one is most likely to be true.
1: We gotta know, I mean, they're, they have sets built, they're f- they were filming. You can't just leave Yeah, like, I believe it. In fact, what the do you second do? unit
0: is still filming. They yeah, just kept the second unit rolling around. I mean, sense. Yeah, I mean it's
1: the Fast and the Furious,
2: maybe is on. the type
1: of like production that like every hour that you're not like getting stuff in the can is like hundred thousand dollars being totally broken, right. It's yeah. just it's insane to have something like this happen a week into production, right? What about,
2: like, no director? Have they yeah. considered that? Just don't even oh, have Oh, like one. the just Oscars everybody... not having a host. It's just like yeah, each, yeah.
3: each person directs Improv the everywhere they just finished. Yeah. Yeah. Director by committee. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, think,
0: I think that's reasonable. It, it's a lot of different butts for Vince to hand to be up, but you could do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to end on that uh, for <laughs> Fast and Furious. Image. We're going to slide into our anchor segment today. We're going to play the game. Coming right up. Michael Clayton, the 2007 American legal thriller, written and directed by Tony Gilroy, he of the Bourne films, Mm -hmm. the writer of the Bourne trilogy, Um, so you know the guy likes a complicated reveal, Um, and this movie is starring George Clooney, Tilda Swinton, Sidney Pollack, and most importantly for our purposes, Tom Wilkinson, who we also saw in last week's episode. This is Anthony's move. Oh, yeah. Jog everybody's memory. After I worked together with Ezra to get to his movie and set myself up for a 75% chance that I, a person with a soul would pick next and would help me get to mine, the cards fell the other way. And Anthony chose chaos over a reason and right. moved to this movie for some mysterious purpose. Why are we watching Michael Clayton again, Anthony? Please jog our memory.
1: Um, we're watching Michael Clayton because this movie fucks. This <laughs> movie slaps. This movie huh? is totally... Kino, uh, this movie is great. I uh, one of the this... three you yeah. made up. That's not a... one of those no. does not actually mean that. No, those are all all good terms, real things. You can look them up. Anyway, um, I, I I love this movie. I've wanted to do it on the podcast for a long time. Uh, uh-huh. I saw my opportunity. Uh-huh. Uh, I I describe this movie as this movie is the uh, acting equivalent of Gattaro solos. That's the best way I can think of to describe wow. this movie. It is just actors shredding yeah. the fuck out of scenes. Yeah, uh, it is a nice tight movie. Um, I think this is uh, one of my favorite films to like kind of go back when I'm sort of like thinking about movies or like writing myself uh, The script. is just super tight. The filmmaking is incredibly economical. I think this is probably my favorite George Clooney performance. This mm. is easily my favorite Tilda Swinton and. Um, Mm. Um Tom oh my god, what can't I think of his Wilkinson. name? Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson Jesus. Tom, Tom Wilkinson, Wilkinson performance. It almost um, feels like
0: you don't actually care about Tom Wilkinson. You just used him to get what you wanted out of this episode. No,
1: I can I love Arthur. I think he's a great at- character. Uh I think Told us Winton uh is phenomenal in this movie. Especially I think that like Total Swin is an actress that you know is kind of known, especially in the most recent years. You'll get like Snow Piercer, who Wes Anderson movies, superior yeah. remake. She's usually like hides behind a lot of prosthetics and a lot of makeup. To give these performances, she really kind of disappears into. I think this is a great example mm. of an actor of that talent not wearing a bunch of prosthetics, but still completely disappearing into this role. Karen She's... Crowder is so incredibly realized, so and nuanced, she does not have a ton so of screen
0: normal. time. No, like this is one of those. I mean, I, I'm sure someone's done this math, but in terms of like supporting actor actor per minute Octor, of it's... acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, th- th- this is an incredible ratio on this one. Yeah. And there, I'm sure there are smaller amounts, right? I think you mentioned before um, Hopkins has, like, is, like, in that movie for 15 seconds when he got an Oscar.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, like, famously the best supporting actress uh, from the year that Network won. That actress is only in one scene in the movie. She's right. in it for, like, less than five minutes. Right. This um, is more
0: than that, but it's still on that low scale. This is. Yeah. Um, what what my uh what my soccer fans will call the Divacarigi Award.
1: Yeah. But especially uh, the final scene. Uh she's just is unbelievable yeah, in it. But yeah, very, I just think very good this, this is a very, very well written movie. It's super economical, like I said. Um really well shot. I just very much like it. Uh, and I think All there's right. a lot of interesting places we can go from here. Okay. So um, so um let's let me get the summary for people in case you have not seen the movie in a while and want to oh, get it. And I forgot to include the main reason why. Because this movie has, without a doubt, the greatest use of baguettes in the history of cinema. And that alone is worth the, it being talked about.
3: Those baguettes look pretty good. But the scene solid. with the
1: baguettes is the greatest mo- scene, maybe in movie history. With baguettes? Uh, with baguettes. Which is Maybe just in general, it's no, one of the best scenes no, in movie history. I mean, wow. But you, I mean, you are a little bit prone to hyperbole, but that. With I, the I mean, baguettes. That with the baguettes that scene just is elevated to an unbelievable. There's more, more than Oscar a couple for
0: use it? of no. you know? It's actually a technical yeah. Oscar. They give that out wait. before the show starts. Okay, so wait, yeah.
3: I googled scenes with baguettes. The first thing was this one, but then there's also a post uh, um, at uh, neville.wordpress.com in praise of the cinematic baguette. Um, yeah. So I'm going to uh, check out uh, this. The internet scene. is amazing. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, uh-huh. it's a very phallic shape. Uh-huh. You can mm-hmm. see it being used in movies a lot for things, you know. I'm pretty sure in the first Austin Powers, someone holds up a baguette to cover his dick at one point. Yeah, what,
0: but what um, I like about this one, because I've seen, and there's, all, there's also like almost every movie scene where someone's got groceries, there's a single baguette sticking out of it. What I like about this is he has 34 baguettes. Mm-hmm. He's not. Lot. He's not doing this like economically on baguettes. He's using the. In, he's got an mm.
1: entire bag of baguettes. Also, if you've ever known anyone in the middle of a sort of manic episode, um, that is an incredibly realistic thing. I have just seen just to buy a lot of baguettes. Be, just no, just to buy, to like get mm. something. That is like the greatest thing in the world when they have it because they're in like a manic state, right? And then to buy a bunch of that, I have seen people actually do that in real life with things. Hmm. Um, if you've ever been around, take some of the fun
0: out of. I just liked the idea of him having a lot of baguettes, but yeah, it was actually part of a crisis he was undergoing.
1: Yeah, and Tom Wilkinson is just so goddamn good. Okay, well, let me get
0: into the summary and just I'm going to tell you the summary. Um in order i'm going to give you my patented five point summary but if you want to understand the true experience of this movie just put bullet point three second and number five last in the middle and then uh, four first and one last then you get it <laughs>
2: there you
0: go you get it it's <laughs> told out of order
2: anyway okay so easy yeah, yeah it's
0: called michael clayton and it is about a guy named michael clayton and the titular michael is a fixer for a powerful law firm that seems to work excess- exclusively on the wrong side of history and um, he is also in a bunch of debt personally because he tried to branch out into owning a bar. And you'd think, is this an episode of Bar Rescue starring John Taffer? No, it's a legal thriller. It's about his law work. But maybe he should have hung out with John Taffer before he lost $75,000 to the mob. So um, Michael gets asked to fix one of the, you know, he's a fixer. So he gets to fix one of the partners of the law firm who has gone anti-rogue and is prepared to reveal that their client uh, that is not Monsanto, but it, it's Monsanto, um, knowingly killed several people with their products. Um, he's also going through a manic fa- manic uh, episode. He's um, gone off his medication, but he's also right, both about how good baguettes are and about how bad Monsanto is. Also, baguettes, flour, Monsanto, wheat. Anyway, you get the whole thing. Okay, anyway, um, and again, picture all of this out of order. You're enjoying the movie now. Okay, <laughs> uh, um, if, he, if he just did that, if he just fixed it, it would have worked. Uh, It might have this might all have worked out for the case, but um, first um, he decides to get naked at a deposition and swing his junk around at a young woman, which um, triggered some extra protective behaviors at the firm. So when it looks like Michael is not immediately fixing things, they uh, the chief in-house counsel, played by Tilda Swinton with no prosthetics decides to just casually have him murdered by two very professional murderers who for the first time for the first part are implausibly good at murdering. I mean it's just the most efficient it's unbelievable it's very very good murders um it looks like an accident everybody's believing it except for Michael who's like but he had two champagne glasses and you know he he thinks that uh dicks out for the jury guy was like also right about the client so he's like maybe it was a murder and he's thinking maybe maybe. He's going to you know, cleanse himself through this public disclosure. Um, so uh, the lawyer and the team decided to try to murder him also. Uh, but then these incredible professional murders, who, again, said it probably the most professional murder in the history of film, decide to do the second murder full Magoo style and blow up his car <laughs> while he's <laughs> looking at a horse.
3: I, w- I was wondering about that for a little bit. Okay. Just <laughs> how do people know that he got exploded? Right, because everyone's like, like sitting, Paul gets the call. calls, like, "Hey, did you hear about Michael Caden? Caden? He like he got exploded in his car." And they're like, "How do people know about this?" There's no well, like, those, clearly, you, don't, no you bo- don't
0: think those horses are willing to talk for the right yeah, price? They ran no. off. Yeah, they, like, they, they ran off. off. They right were like, scared "Where you think they're and they
2: to The press up a phone to the and press were like, is where they're running. They called the no. office
0: and are like, "For for two thousand oats, I got information <laughs> for you." I,
1: I don't know if you guys have ever been to like an affluent suburb. But if a curve bomb explodes, they respond real fast to these type of things.
0: Okay. Don't they look for a body though? Yeah, Yeah. no no no. They look for a watch. That's why he took (laughs) out his watch and threw Mm. it in the car. They're like, Oh, it's Michael Clayton's watch. He couldn't
1: (laughs) couldn't have escaped. They were trying to make it taking this off. (laughs) They were trying to make it look like a mob hit, right? Yeah. That's what they wanted it to look like. Yes, that was he the owed money to the mob previously. The and what
0: they did was they put the car bomb in the car radio. Like they took out the radio GPS unit and put a bomb mm-hmm. in it. Um, and then the GPS was fritzing out, which led to one of my favorite scenes in the movie where Michael Clayton repeatedly punches a bomb to try to make the screen <laughs> stop flickering. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, it's good thing you did, right? Tense, mm. Watching
0: him slap the top of this bomb and be like, stop it, bomb. You're Actually, distracting. Quit
2: I, it.
3: I was wondering, like, would it be a better thing if you didn't have it out of sequence, right? Because that whole that whole tense, like, kind of like, you know, are they going to blow him up? You know, we aren't really worried about him, right? Because we already know how that happened because mm-hmm. that was the first like that was the opening of the movie mm-hmm. so I'm yeah. like i'm kind of curious like do we do we undercut like you know the tension sh- uh, tension did they know basically it was going to be out of order when they shot that because it feels
0: like why it was been- it out of order yeah.
2: that's uh, can i can i i want to ask that i just don't know why it was out of order
0: well i love this question and i do want to talk about this but i do need to finish bullet point number five oh yeah, yeah which yeah, is that it. um his car getting blown up while he's looking at horses pisses him off even more than the crimes against humanity that his bosses were covering up. So he decides to confront murder counsel and gets her to admit on tape that uh, she (laughs) on flip phone (laughs) is willing to pay him (laughs) some. Anyway, it's pretty flimsy. But anyway, it's enough that the NYPD storms in setting up a sequel where we all know she's about to just get out of jail and charges will be slowly dropped because there's. Like the evidence doesn't make any sense, and the NYPD is not going to solve this incredibly complex crime, and that's the movie. That's the okay. movie. So it is out of order. Why is it out of order? Because that. So that's mm. an interesting question. So that scene you're talking about as where it's like tension of is he going to blow up or not is replaced by oh yeah, I remember when he was slapping his GPS box, mm. and it's a different well, vibe.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's because you know he's not going to die, so there's no point in even like mm. teasing that out. Right. Mm. And it it really it makes the opening of this movie much more interesting to think of, like, how he got there. Right. It's not that he almost gets blown up. It's like that he the fact that he stops for the horses. Right. Like, that's what the point of the opening scene really is. And because he's a fixer who
0: just found God like a few minutes ago. And so uh, he's like, oh, all this time I've been like hurting people and getting people to avoid the uh law. I could have been seeing the beauty of wild horses.
2: Not, not yeah.
1: Good. I mean, I think that's it's more of, you know, it's like it's more about, like, there's this question that is, like, repeatedly... Again, one of the reasons I really like this movie is I really I really love the script for this movie. I think it's incredibly well-written. It's really, really smart. And there's a lot of, like, recurring things in it. Like, this is a recurring thing, and almost, like, every act of the movie, someone straight up asks, like, who are you to Michael Clayton, or about him? Like, mm-hmm. who is this guy, right? And Like, that's what the movie is really about. It's about, like, this guy going through a midlife crisis, trying to figure out who he really is, and what he, like, Wants to yeah. be, you know? Who does he want to be for his family? Who does he want to be for his kid? Who's he wanna be for his friends? Who does he want to be for professionally? Right? Like that's the arc that Michael Clayton goes through. So, like, in almost every scene in the movie, not every scene, but like every other scene, someone straight up asks him, like, who are you? Who is that? Right? They they constantly are asking that question. Yeah. They kind of want you to think about it. And it's like Michael Clayton, like finding who he is. And there's like there's
0: so is many a good point and I really like this and it does not um but it doesn't quite speak to the question of like why is it out of order.
2: Well, like, what do, like I what's said
0: gain game th- from a filmmaking sense I, th- I, th-
2: I, I think there was an answer which is just that it's more exci- it's a more exciting hook. Yeah, the opening that had the, the be car maybe a little up.
3: a little dull if you don't actually have that if you don't have a boom yeah. pretty fast.
0: Hmm. I my issue was I was like 25 30 minutes into the movie and I was like, "Well, I'm not following this at all. I have no idea what's happened." <laughs> Or what's happening. And I feel like I should have because I've been actually paying pretty close attention and nothing makes sense right now.
3: And Did you sometimes... miss the four days earlier? What? Did you miss the four days earlier like thing at the
2: bottom? Yeah, there was a part where it says four days earlier. I might the, have missed that after that. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's you hilarious! Were, you were paying really close attention, Alex. You're I was right.
0: watching. <laughs> okay, so here's what. But here's what. Happens. Sometimes when I'm watching a movie and I'm like, "Man, I must have missed something important," I will. I'll flip over to the Wikipedia summary and I'll just read up to the point that I've gotten. So there's no spoilers. But the Wikipedia summary of this movie, the opening paragraph. Is from the point of view of someone who's finished the movie, so it's like, oh yeah, oh this guy owes money to the mob because he bought a thing with his brother, and then he goes mm. to do this for this. Oh, that's
2: hilarious! So it, like, the first
0: paragraph summarizes the whole movie, and so Even I like the
2: accidentally Wikipedia spoiled summary, all of this. They're like, I don't know why it's that order. Wait a minute, are you the saying biggest. the Wikipedia summary? They're like, we're gonna fix this real quick. So, exactly. exactly. exactly.
1: <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute.
2: No, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
1: Can we just go back and cover Alex yeah. saying I was paying attention, and when I'm paying attention to a movie, sometimes I stop paying attention to read the Wikipedia page. Yeah, pause <laughs> the
0: movie.
1: Come on, come on. This is an ungenerous right. summary he's of what
0: I said. I <laughs> obviously paused the movie to read the summary. Um but sometimes I, I'm watching and I'm like, man, I must have my brain must have blinked for a second and I mm. missed 10 minutes that matter anyway and I was like oh this is a lot of information that I didn't have that I missed I missed a lot of stuff I don't know how I missed this mm. much information that explains everything that's happened but it does make a lot of sense I'm, to-
2: I'm with you Alex actually that happens to me with this type of dialogue too I have to like I had to like really I just felt like I had to ultra double focus especially well, at the beginning of this movie Once Well, because yeah, it co- it's being shape.
0: extremely clever and there is like yeah sometimes when I'm watching a movie for you know, homework because I have to. My mm. brain will sometimes think of something else that I'm doing that mm. night, and or like, what else am I going to get up to this week, or what is this idea I've been working on? And it's just enough that I lose on extremely clever dialogue like this. Mm. And I don't know how you could, you know. I mean, I guess I could. I take think Ritalin the movie took a long my time homework, to, but. to no.
2: hook in, though. Like, mm. I think that it's. I think it makes sense that you felt that way because it took a while for me to even realize, like what this movie is focusing on. Obviously, I know the movie is about Michael Clayton, who is George Clooney. Yes. Okay? Obviously, I know that. It's the title. But I don't know, like, Michael Clayton, even though the movie's called Michael Clayton and he's the titular character, he's not necessarily the protagonist or the point-of-view character. And so as the movie started, I was like, all right, so, like, what angle are we taking on this guy? And then the car blows up and then the movie starts. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and then it's yeah. like all right, now I can start seeing like what the structure of this mu- movie is, but, like what the shape is. But I mean,
1: I think also this movie, one of the things I like about it is that it's it's designed in a way that you're not really supposed to have a full understanding of what's happening. It's it's so dense with like legal ideas and thematic stuff and character stuff that like the the idea of like a signature on a piece of paper being this like massive thing that people are willing like this company is literally like one there's like this little subtle stuff like they it's it's implied they burnt down an entire factory and warehouse to get rid of a single piece of paper right Mm -hmm. which is like an idea i really love but it's just like the movie is designed in a way that like you're supposed to kind of kind of guess the gist i think that's why like i've seen this movie a full few times now and i really enjoy rewatching this movie cuz every time i pick up a little bit more of it yeah. i think like i mean i was giving you a guff but like i don't think it is necessarily possible to really kind of watch this the first time and get it in its entirety no it's I, I like a movie that is going to
0: re is going to like show me later what i missed the first time mm. but i do think a movie like that makes is is a better experience like in the theaters than it is at home where i have everything else i like to look at you know, mm-hmm. it's just if I was in a dark room with nothing else happening and I was in a chair that only faced one direction, I would probably have stuck it out better mentally through that first confusing part and then had more joy watching it get explained mm. um, instead of being like, well, I'm at home, pause, you know, and then Google it like I. That was my Googling sound. Um, it's on well, a typewriter. Yeah,
2: Alex uses a typewriter. Yeah, yeah. I do.
0: I do. As um,
1: a computer. An electric typewriter, yeah. Some, <laughs> yeah.
0: People, yeah. some people like a mechanical keyboard. I use an electric typewriter and then a machine that translates that into keyboard. So anyway, <laughs> mm. it's not worth it, but I like it. The, the point is, I think in a movie theater, I would have had fun more fun with that at the beginning. I'm not mad. I wasn't mad about it. it was in, I was a little annoyed that I got parts of it spoiled, but the... I, it, it, instead of it being tense there was no tension in that scene for me but there was the delight of having something like of figuring out the puzzle and being like oh okay this is the order these things happened when he said he has not played poker he really hadn't um that was a poker that happens in the future when he's stressed out for future poker mm. yeah
3: yeah yeah oh and then when
0: the guy that was talking about a restaurant that seemed weird now we understand it
2: Uh uh-huh now we do understand
3: i saw this so i saw this i think in theaters when it came out and i don't think i loved at the time because i think i was expecting just more um i just wanted more oceans stuff i think at the time like i think when Mm -hmm. i I went when i went to fewer oceans than i was expecting yeah i just i I mean, I, you were used I to at least eleven.
2: <laughs> I just like that idea yeah. of like you saw George Clooney in a movie, and you were just like, "I'm sure he's just doing this on I all the mean, movies." I, <laughs> there
3: was <laughs> a certain kind of movie that I expected from him, I think, and this wasn't it. But maybe yeah. I, I don't remember what the um, maybe the like trailers were like a little misleading, I guess, because maybe it was going a little more action-y or something. Trying to, cap- to capitalize on that, yeah, way more. From the um, oceans, but but I,
0: I do think to Anthony's point that this is like the best acting of Cl- Cl- that Clooney's done. I think one of the things that like the Oceans 11 movies lack is that standing in a field looking at a horse moment that he had to do, where you're like, he actually did show a lot of depth in this mm-hmm. movie. He's a, like, th- for a fixer character, very, very interesting character. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the
1: stuff with his kids is really, really yeah, good. Yeah, the kids his... stuff is
0: super interesting, and then the stuff oh. with um. Like with his brother, where he's trying to do the thing, and then also with like why he is still at this company without making partner. That was really interesting. Mm. Like he's Everyone's found a really niche, but also he like yeah. did screw up and they are have been using that to keep him down.
1: Yeah. Very, well, very interesting. Sorry. As you awesome. were saying though. Oh, yeah. good.
3: Well, you know, but I, I said to say like with that, with that kind of, um, expectations being reset like over the last you know 15 years or so basically of like oh i know what this movie is and also i have that good i guess in their uh ground level understanding of what's going on i i really liked this a whole lot more than this time around and really like just enjoyed like just i feel like it wasn't lost and i was like oh yeah, yeah i remember this and i think really the thing that i'm realizing is i would love to see this plot structure of a movie with pretty much any profession I feel like like I like mm. the idea of like like you know currently you know it's like you know in, in, you know law firm but I love the uh-huh. idea of like someone basically you know doing like sort of this dirty work and then like you know uh you know finds their moral compass basically and has to like make a choice um uh, and like yeah. it gets like, all tangly. like I would take this with grim reapers for example yeah. I would take this like you know uh, sure. grim the, uh fixer for that, the grim reaper oh, who's
0: like oh perfect. people almost died and then they wait, go back and make sure they a minute. died oh, 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 wait they're saying... not like
2: hiring grim reapers I don't know if you yeah. think that's how it works but they I do feel like this might be one of the
0: few companies that has a fixer I don't know if you think like oh it's like it's like uh, oh you know he works at a glass recycling factory but he's the fixer who goes in there whenever mm-hmm. the machine but he's got a moral compass yeah, yeah, about the glass yeah. recycling industry.
1: But I'm not I following entirely what you're saying. It, I think what you're saying I like Ezra, it. is that wouldn't it be nice if they made movies for adults again? <laughs> like just
2: straight no. up fucking
1: movies like this so like one idea
2: about a grim reaper with a conscience. Listen, yeah. adults had cinema for over a hundred years, <laughs> That's and, true. It's, yeah. and it's the That's little true. boys' turn now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. I, well, speaking of which, Netflix. When we, which we was fo- very funny. that This movie is on Netflix after we ragged on Netflix last week. Um, but uh, Netflix promised in the opening some sexual dialogue, and I feel like this could have been a movie for kids. There's very little sexual dialogue in here. Mm-hmm. I was expecting way more sexual dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. You guys ever see that where they say like the reason things rated R and you get excited oh, yeah. for those promises and then felt like mm. they weren't going to be
1: good. Yeah. dude, I'm There's going to be
0: smoking and nudity. I'm stoked. How many oceans? Dang. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't wait for Tom Wilson's to get nasty. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great.
0: Um, it's So hot. I feel like I had a very good time. I think, And this is the kind of thing that I've enjoyed the most on the podcast is a movie that I have never heard of and I think is very good. And I'm like, why did no one tell me about this? This is a good time. Yeah this is a great movie and i like a taught legal thriller i enjoy that yeah. and i do think the acting I, is, I think especially tilda is just incredible in this movie um how do you guys feel about movies that are just the character's name hmm. Hmm. is that a, is this a lazy title hmm. yeah like, like hmm. i mean there's a million things yeah hmm. um I, if you want things that are two names long it's maybe a little more but like sweeney todd
1: well i mean why it up I mean, there's a lot yeah, of well, movies based good. on real people. But well, it's I mean,
0: like, it's weird. yeah, it's a little cheating yeah. if it's real people because that is but, impo- important to get across. But that I
1: mean, Sweeney sense. Todd is like the, the butcher of Baker, not Baker Street, but whatever.
2: Right? It's got like a full title to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So it's not okay. Just, um, and also, Sweeney but, Todd's a cool name. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Sweeney yeah, Todd. Yeah, Michael Clayton
0: is like an okay cool name, but it's but, not that cool of a
2: name.
1: See, I think it's Like the, a Tom Clancy
2: character name is what it sounds like to me.
1: A lot of stuff, like, uh, like you know, like Jack Reacher or something like that is also yeah, yeah. like the like characters. That guy. That... Yeah. But the thing that why I think it's kind of, kind of lame Aladdin. a lot of
2: times. <laughs> actually, Aladdin's okay. Yeah, that's pretty
1: cool. Don't, don't you guys think that the name Michael Clayton makes you ask who is Michael Clayton? Which no, is I actually the feel like Mike, the name Michael Clayton is why I've
0: never heard of this movie. Think because about I Think that. I think the name is just so
3: boring that it's mm. like... It's,
0: I, yeah, it should be called a should, Fixer, wait, shouldn't it?
3: Let's let's do this. Yeah, Let's let's rename Michael Clayton now. We, you know, we did mean, this with Edge of we It Edges
1: should tomorrow. be should Summon the Conquest, right?
0: Oh. I mean, summon the summon Conquest the is not conquest? a bad name either. It's got that sort of like Barbarians at the Gate sort of idea well, you where have it's to like s- using this dramatic thing from the movie to make it sound yeah. like it's about a different genre. Than <laughs> well, it it also has
1: summons in it, like a legal Ooh, thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, legal summons. Yeah. I got, yeah. It. No,
3: I, I got it. I got it. Okay. Three horses, colon, cargo boom. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, so I mostly whatever, like it, but that's I think... exactly
2: what I was working on. I think Did cargo get and out cargo there
0: is too close. So I think cargo... But it might just be car boom. Mm, or maybe you just beam. call it three horses, horse watch beam. a car blow up. <laughs> what about three wise horses? <laughs> three horses into Michael Clayton. Mm. <laughs> Zero oceans. That was the highlight of the movie. Like honestly, <laughs>
2: it's just those horses. We've gotten way more out of that than anything else in the I mean, it's, it's just so, great. Such a small part of I movie. mean, because it's it. It's just such a bizarre thing to do. Is you just see some horses and you're like, oh shit! You pull over. So there actually is a fun trivia what? thing
3: about this. So yeah, uh, they're in Arthur's apartment or loft, whatever. Um, they CG'd in. A picture of horses to kind of give him like an idea of like oh maybe I should stop for horses. Supposed
0: oh, to, like, sort this, of yeah, horses. It was like this like Arthur's soul in these horses. Yeah, it's, exactly. No, uh,
1: it's, it's in the book. Ah. Picture of horses mm. on on that very field, on a field exactly like that. There's a picture of horses. If they'd shown the that picture that
3: chronologically, sees. I would have remembered it. And and the editor yeah. said he wanted to be a picture of three horses because otherwise people were not going to make the connection. And I think that person was right. Yeah, he mm. nailed
0: it. I did not good good point seems like you gotta watch this movie twice is what I'm hearing I got the impression I wasn't sure if those were wild horses um, but like I grew up in a place that had wild horses and we would definitely pull over the side of the road and look at wild horses Mm. Um, Mm. that is very plausible to me I'd do it today I would do it this afternoon, if I saw wild yeah, horses after
1: especially if you've had four days of some real heavy shit, you're definitely gonna stop to look at those horses I'm like, right? yeah d- you yeah. know stop
0: and smell the horses I mean, I do t- feel like it, with if they were you know nor if they were like you know property horses they were fenced in horses then then it's weird to stop and look at someone just somebody's horses,
2: yeah, that's true that belongs to somebody you can't just be wild you horses know.
0: you'd look at, but yeah, if it's just I someone think else's it's horses... to look
2: at horses, I don't know. Wait, where have weird. you seen wild horses? Where are you just seeing wild horses just out there? In I, the wild? This is,
0: there's a huge population of wild horses in northern Nevada, and which is it's actually a problem in a lot of places. But a, pro, a horse infestation. Oh, there there's a horse, horse infestation. Gangs. There, there are gangs. Yes, they're very. Yeah. They do oh work in big God. groups. Like the um, <laughs> BLM, which is in charge of managing the horse population, like tran- tranquilizes them from helicopters and then sells them. It's crazy. Anyway, there's wild mustangs all over the place That's in not Nevada, great. and so when we'd go on road well, because there's too many of them. Anyway, so there's we go on a road There's too so many,
3: many of go... them that we don't trank from a helicopter and sell. There's lots mm, of yeah. things. We don't do that with, like, rocks. You know,
0: there's a lot hey, of rocks. There's a lot well, of...
2: There's a lot of podcasts, but I've never been tranked from a yeah. helicopter, you know, mm. dragged off. You <laughs> time's <know>?
0: coming. Keep <laughs> Somebody the does closed. need to reduce the podcaster population. population I don't know, how. I don't know what the BLM management now. strategy is for podcasters, but there's like dudes talking you know, about movies. They should I, definitely trank us from I a helicopter. They should trank us
2: hard. <laughs>
3: no, I read a stat that was wild. I don't know if this is true, but that 80 million people listen to podcasts and there are a million podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 80 <laughs> listeners. For
0: well, so if we have more than 80 <laughs> listeners, that means we're doing very well, right? We are doing well, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I we I think we do. You know, we sometimes joke of about average. being really small on the show, but I think we've got more than 80 listeners. I'm confident. Eh? We might have 80 meat buddies. I don't know. Wow, I don't I know. meat buddies.
2: Um You can look that up.
0: Yeah, not quickly, I'm uh. not gonna. <laughs> yeah, no there's literally no way to know, but it seems plausible to me. Um anyway, yeah, dude, wild horses are so interesting. Oh, mm. I love wild horses.
1: You know what's interesting? The dialogue in Michael <laughs> Let me tell you some of my Uh, favorite lines of dialogue. Please, I would love to hear. I would Uh love to hear it. There's a bunch of lines I think of a lot in this movie. This is one of those movies that's just stuck with me. You said I've seen it a few times, but there's a certain lines I think about constantly. One uh, at the opening scene when the phone rings and he's like, "That's the police," and he, my George Clooney, goes, "No, they don't call." Incredible line of dialogue. So fucking
0: good. That scene Uh, is really awesome. So that scene is basically after he's had an attack of morality. About being a fixer, and he yeah. doesn't help this old this like rich guy get away with murder. Yeah, and but yeah, he's very funny, and that yeah. Is I mean, an excellent the, line.
1: the scene that chronologically takes place before this, this I mean, Sidney Pollock, who's also really yeah. uh, incredible. He was he is so good in this like th- kind of threatening rich guy in a suit role. Like mm-hmm. I think of like this eyes wide shut. He's just so fucking good in these types of roles, but. He has a great monologue when George Clooney comes to him kind of like with moral conjuries. And he's like, what the fuck do you think we do here? Yeah. How, like, yeah. His line is like, how do you think we pay our bills? Like, yeah. you're just realizing now that we're the bad guys. Like, everyone else here is fully aware of that. <laughs> we know we're yeah. a giant law firm that represents the interests of bad people. That's uh, pretty fun. I the, mean the the line, I mean just, just I mentioned
0: it earlier, but the line, I'm not the one you kill, I'm the one you buy. You buy. Whatever you yeah. yeah, whatever is one of the best li- movie lines of all time. It's so good. Yeah.
1: I mean that whole monologue is just incredible. The like, I'll take 10 million 10 is a lot, okay, how about five Five is more reasonable. Five to forget uh, about Arthur. then another five to forget yeah. the four hundred people you killed. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and This is so good. I mean, the Tom Wilkinson. Well, but at hit that
0: point. You know, he does have the FBI outside, so he's yeah. just like, how much do I have to be mean to her to convince her that <laughs> this is real and not a setup? Yeah, and I like I mean, that about God, that
1: scene. Like every line in that. That monologue that like uh wanna go show him whose whose signature on this piece of paper, Sebo pass the hat around for a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like every line in that monologue is so incredibly well written, so well delivered. Uh the scene with the baguettes is also, I mean, obviously it's great, it's very funny, it's very, very like the way it captures a manic state that someone is in, it does that really well. But the scene when like something switches in Arthur, and he goes into legal mode when he goes oh, from yeah. being kind of like a raving guy talking about to baguettes to being like, "If you wanted to institutionalize me, you should have left me in Minnesota." Because in yeah, New York, really city, oh yeah, and he's like, "Do you really?" The last person you want to see in a courtroom is me, right? The way he does that switch is so in, just masterful. It and that one is brilliantly brilliant. set
0: up too, because earlier in the movie, they're like, "Who do we?" Who at yeah, the who firm knows, knows the this? most about involuntary incar- incarceration? And you're like him, yeah. And then later he shows off that that was true. That was good, good bit. Yeah,
1: I mean, just all of those little moments are just so incredibly well done, so well like shot. I mean, there's there's not a line of dialogue, but we did we were talking about earlier about just like the level of professionalism in the the scene when they kill Arthur. It's done in this one long take. It's completely continuous of them like. Stunning him, dragging him, doing it all—it's taking off his the, disgusting socks so
0: that yeah. they can murder him between yeah. his toes. Terrible yeah. like, toe murder.
1: No, murder old, no go. Like um, timing and everything of all that—it's just incredible to watch. It's yeah. just this is a good it, movie. Okay, so so
0: here's my last question, and I want to wrap up on this, but um so Tony Gilroy—he wrote the Bourne movies, very popular, well-regarded mm-hmm. movies. He wrote this a little bit, maybe under. I think pretty good, but not like the most, the biggest, most popular movie. But two I mean, years this, after this movie
1: was like nominated for like six Academy Awards. Yeah. Tilda Swinton won for best Supported. It was definitely a big critical thing at the time. Yeah, it did really well. Um Oh, he also wrote Armageddon? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, he's one of like the six writers on sure, Armageddon. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. He's also the guy who when Rogue One was a disaster, he's the guy who came in and did all the reshoots, wrote, rewrote the movie, oh. and then got that out the door. So he's not credited director on that but for all intents and purposes. Oh, okay. He, he also wrote Rogue One. He
0: also wrote The Great Wall, which we watched together.
1: Yeah, is, The Great Wall, baby. Uh, again. Not great. I don't think Very that good. was... That was like him coming in as a favor to Matt Damon to sure. try to get the movie in some kind of... okay. Well, he so, okay, does so, a lot of work for hire. And- yeah, yeah, okay. So
0: this gets me... In my But my, my real point was he wrote and directed this in 2007. 2009, he wrote and directed Duplicity...
3: Um, Which starring was, Julia Roberts p- and Clive Oden. Oh, no, Sorry, no, that was it? the prequel to Multiplicity, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's only <laughs> one Michael Keaton, but he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this movie, it seems like, is not very good. It seems like the 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 all the reviews of Duplicity seem really bad, yeah. so and it seems kind of similar it's like corporate es- corporate knowledge with a love story in it so i can see how it'd be the right vibe for him what happened and then i haven't and then he hasn't done anything since 2009 so did he make well, this movie this good made something kind of crappy 2 years later and then it's just cut off all he gets to do is no, rogue I mean, one and he, and he Great does, Wall?
1: he just he does rewrites on stuff he just does work for hire he's like show running the andor star wars spin, the rogue one spin-off he's been on that for years okay so he stopped yeah. making really interesting movies and is like just making money yeah, I mean, that's what he did before this. I mean, yeah, I, I would love sense. to see him. He's also one of those guys who, uh like, there's the Gilroy brothers. I don't know if you know this. Tony, no. Dan, and John, I think. Yeah, so John They're, was the editor on this. Yeah, their <sighs> dad no? was, like a, like, a very successful movie or show business guy. But uh, John Gilroy wrote and directed a little movie you may have seen called Nightcrawler. Uh, mm-hmm. with, seen it. Is it
3: about the with, gummy worms?
2: Jake Gyllenhaal,
1: With Jake Gyllenhaal, incredible. Yeah, um, he, can, he can
3: like he can like uh, teleport from one place to another place. Yeah, he yeah, got like he's a blue. blue oh, X Man. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: Um, mm. and then his brother is Dan is like a very successful film composer. Uh, so they're all like just very successful film people. Yeah. Um, it's this whole family right. of them. All right.
0: Um, but yeah, he's interesting dude. Okay, last thing I want to say about this. Last absolute last thing. If this memo. Signed by the CEO of Monsanto. Don Jeffries. What? (laughs) By by CEO Don Jeffries, yes. Came out today that was like, the CEO Don Jeffries of of Monsanto signed this memo 10 years ago. It was like, yeah, we've killed a lot of people. This is really dangerous. Would this even be on the top news stories of the day? Like the thing that they're talking about bringing down this company that's so bad, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen a hundred times. Like we know Monsanto is worse than this. And we're just
2: like, it hasn't ruined them. Yeah, like they still really are real. out here
0: rounding mm. things up.
2: B- yeah, what b- would <laughs> Monsanto have to do <laughs> yeah, at to this like point? get in mm. trouble? Yeah. You know what I mean? And they it it they declare all war of these on murders, Earth? And
0: then they're also mm. like, by the way, if your farm is near one of our farms, you don't get to farm anymore? Like, No.
3: So they, so I, I thought about this. You only really have a scandal when it goes against a core value, I think. And like, so if Monsanto's core value is mm. ruthlessness, that's that's not a problem, right? So it's like... Right. What mm. is, like so it's like basically it turns out you know it's a scandal if they're like you know what we had this like money-making thing basically uh and we didn't do anything with it uh and it's like if they're incompetent maybe that would actually be the scandal well i mean real
1: realistically right like the a bunch of people would fall on their swords right and the company yeah. would be fine that's what always happens but i mean <laughs> what i think this movie does illustrates very well is that like it, it from the beginning you north it's, it's going to have to pay a bunch of money the question is do they have to pay like 300 million or 800 million mm. right and like that's the world that is like just trying to like get them to pay as much as they can I mean I, one of the other things I really love about the ending is that the speech she gives to the investors when she's like well actually we're gonna lose this settlement but the because of this and tax reasons right and and the actually lawyers, good like, for us. it's actually good for us the way that the Within the culture of this company, it's like they they they're losing this thing. They killed all these people, and they're like big fucking smiles about how like oh we only gonna have to pay four hundred million, right? Yeah, I mean, or
0: maybe Monsanto's even. I I just I have this like deep uh, sadness about how the bad guys win everything. But I like I was thinking at the end of this, like maybe like the Sackler family or whatever, which is like oh their name has been taken off some of the libraries. (laughs) yeah and we know everything that they did i mean it's crazy it just feels like yeah exactly they would make money off the settlement it probably wouldn't matter a whole lot i mean if she didn't and i like i said i in my summary my my um my negative uh, views, outlooks on the future include her, like, clearly not well, getting in any trouble for this murder plot because it would be hard that's, to prove.
1: That's that's where I also very much disagree. There's no way if this actually happened that Karen Crowder would not be the scapegoat who fell on her sword. Oh, more yeah. than anyone. For sure she'd be the scapegoat. But Don I, Jeffries I, would also have to fall on his sword and retire, but Karen Crowder, this character, would absolutely be the one that oh, the yeah. company hella threw under yeah, the bus, right? Well, yeah, they, they would, would throw
0: under the bus for sure. And there's no way that the Attorney General of New York would be able to prove a capital murder case for this. It just doesn't make. It just. It's too flimsy. It's too complicated.
1: I mean, have her on tape admitting to murder. And she doesn't say it. She's off, no you know?
0: admitting to being willing to pay him off. And all she has to yeah. say is, "I didn't I say agree. I killed anybody. I just said I would give you ten mm-hmm. million to not ruin my day because it would also, cost more would- in in PR fees." Mm-hmm. Than ten million to like exactly. deal with this
2: because he was threatening, you know. Yeah. So like, it's yeah. like of course there's like a million reasons that right. she, well, she want Yeah,
0: he came in here screaming at me, saying all this like crazy things, threatening my career, and so I made some stuff. Like anyway, mm-hmm. she's absolutely going to get away with this, and they're like the those two professional murder guys. They disappear. There's no way you can track the bomb to them. She oh, says it? she yeah. called this number and gave him a code. She's never bone. spoken to them. Yeah. She doesn't know who anybody is. Like, she gets in trouble from the company for doing things, but there's no way she gets in trouble for this murder. Anyway, we gotta move on. I just I'm gonna, because I am the one in charge of the buttons, I get to make the last call on how bad the future is. Okay, let's move on though. Last <laughs> thing I want to do, it's time for segment three and a half. It's time for uh our master list. So yes. or I guess that was two. This is three. Oh, I'm gonna play a sting. <laughs> It's segment three, The Master List. So where does Michael Clayton fall out of the first 14 movies of season five? Anthony, you usually like to get a reminder of the top five. So let me give you a summary. Mm-hmm. Number one, The Third Man. Then Edge of Tomorrow. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And the greatest film of all time, Apollo 13. So,
1: And then what's... what's Can you give me six through ten this week as well?
0: And then Battleship potenkin leads the second group of five. Followed by In the Cut. The Life Aquatic, Hard to Be a God, and PJ.
1: I I am gonna say I think this movie actually is better than Apollo thirteen. <laughs> so I would say this movie either goes in Jesus four Christ. or five.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm at four actually.
0: Okay, so Anthony, uh, what is
1: your vote? Uh, I where so wait, is
0: the proper place for this movie for you?
1: Well, wait. So what was four and five?
0: One Floor of the Cuckoo's th- Nest and Apollo thirteen.
1: I would pit this at five.
0: At five. Okay. Behind one floor of the Cougar's Nest, ahead of all pilots, routine. Yeah. Ezra, you say. I'll say four. Four. Uh, ahead of one floor of the Cougar's Nest, behind Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Hunter, where would you put? Uh, I'm going to say Michael like s-
2: like seven, like underneath. Uh, underneath in
0: the cut. Or underneath no, Battleship Potemkin, but ahead of in the cut.
2: No, underneath uh, Life Aquatic. That's where I would put it. Oh, wow. you put it
0: ninth. So
2: be- behind Life yeah, Aquatic, ahead kind of Hard actually. to Be a God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's. Yeah. I just didn't like it that much
0: interesting mm-hmm. i was i felt like maybe you were not you were not um playing as much while we were discussing it and maybe this is just are you just like a nice dude and if you disagree you're just like you guys have fun
2: i was just like it'd be cool if i th- i just kind of got to joke around this episode so i was like i'm just going to joke around okay. we don't need to hear about because like i was like i don't really like this movie and then i was like i don't know why and then i looked up this tony guy and i looked at every movie he's done and i'm like oh well i didn't like any of these movies so that makes sense
1: i've never seen must the must Bourne movies aren't, aren't the born movies good I don't They're like it they hit them. or miss. They're I like don't every like other one is good. One and three are
0: pretty good. Okay, well, just one, I guess. People think one is pretty Two. good. It's yeah.
2: definitely yeah. the best of the list of movies that this guy's worked on, like for sure. I'm not saying it's like a bad movie. I'm just saying I didn't really like it that much. Definitely was just kind of like watching it, you know? Okay. Didn't connect with it. Oh um, um, wait,
3: this dude did the Cutting Edge also. What's the, what's I actually edge? haven't
2: seen that, so I don't.
3: I don't. I don't <laughs> include that on my that's, list. That's a figure skater and a and a and a, and a hockey star um well right, probably he was a fixer on that yeah
2: <laughs> ontario quinn's in this movie now i gotta see it okay so the cutting edge
0: i let me go let me work up so definitely i liked this better than hard to be a god um i think i liked this better than life aquatic too um even though i did enjoy parts of life aquatic this certainly came together better than that in the cut is medicine it's hard it's not delicious it's hard to
2: say um god but it's so good it's like my number two on my list Wow.
0: well this is tough because i actually like yeah i mean it's obviously not as good as apollo 13 and it's hard to. but it's hard to compare it to battleship potemkin which is like just such a different kind of movie than anything else i mean it's just you know when there's 90 years apart it just gets harder to figure out oh yeah yeah. how do you how do you you
2: measure like legacy versus just like how much you liked it because battleship potemkin isn't i mean let's be real I mean, we had to watch that. You know what I mean? We yeah, just I mean, had yeah. to. I'm well, I, yeah. I mean, Battleship Potemkin was not delicious it.
0: either. So I guess if I'm just thinking in terms of like what a good time it is to watch a movie, obviously above Battleship Potemkin, but below Apollo 13. So I'm going to say six for me. Um, okay, four, which, five, nine, six. Four, five, nine, six for a total of 24 divided by four is six. So Michael Clayton's final score is sixth place behind Apollo 13. So close. Almost did Potemkin. it. Mm. So um,
1: I'm gonna tell you guys my new meta game. Um, <laughs> because I don't think we're ever gonna get to taking a felon one, two, three. And okay. that's fine with it. My new goal is to skate by on um the the charity points you all give to me. <laughs> I mean, Ezra and, really did change
0: the metagame by making points of the thing that are undesirable to him.
1: <laughs> and at the <laughs> end the of these, at the end of this year, I'm gonna shoot for I don't know if I'll be able to do this. I'm going to shoot for, I want five of the top ten to be all my movies. I want to shoot for ten of the ten to Mm. be movies I recommend. I don't think I'll be able to get there, but I want to have more films in the top ten in this list than anyone else. And I also want to have the worst film on this list no oh, that's
2: what beautiful. i want how dare you that's the transformers the movie i've already yeah. got that on lock Back i off. do think
0: it's going to be hard for you to find something worse than the transformers the movie which is
2: really good if you speed it up three times so. here's my okay. problem
0: with i like what you're doing anthony the only thing i want to say is because i know that you're a a, a man of honor i know that that <laughs> matters to you <laughs> that you win this if this game if your gamble is five of the top ten that you want to do it fairly because mm-hmm. we, we have been deciding the position on the master quality list by just a simple average of our numbers. Oh yeah, and that would be very easy to throw off by being a dickhead. And oh, so, no, no, no. I, no, as long being... as you are always arguing for your actual place on the list that you think this movie deserves, yes. I will. I will be very impressed. Well, with you. that's, that's, that's why top I'm top
1: picking great movies. That's yeah. why yeah. I pick. Yeah, just pick good movies, and it's easy. Yeah, I was surprised Michael Clayton was as divisive as it was. I thought this movie was a slam dunk
2: uh for I, I, this really Disney, it I, I really like it I, yeah. I
0: think Ezra really liked it it's really just hundreds yeah. on the
2: fence it's which it's is three yeah. out of four and i didn't yeah. even i i don't even know why i didn't like it i just was kind of just not just a good fan yeah, yeah. well it's not a I, I mean
0: i don't even I, it's a little bit unfair i do kind of enjoy a legal thriller and that's a yeah. thing that i have not talked about much on the show but i yeah i, I like a I'm john a grisham fan. you know it's there's some good stuff
2: I don't like John Grisham. I don't like stuff like this. This is just like a genre that doesn't really connect with totally. me. I don't even watch Law and Order. I've never watched Law and Order. It's I've like watched all really of Law and mind. Order, and I tried to
0: watch the new season. and I can't. But I've always liked the order part better than the law part. I don't yeah. care about the cops, but I like the lawyers figuring yeah. stuff out. Right,
2: right. Yeah, I like a legal like thriller. And- all. That's the only place I go that's even close mm-hmm. to this. So. Is what. Better call Saul.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting version of a legal thriller. Okay. Well, that brings us to the last item of business for the day. Ezra, it is your pick. You get the second pick in round four of our movie order. Ezra, what movie are we watching next
3: and who is in it? So this is actually a very challenging one because one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, George Clooney is in. Um, so I, I um, it's not it's not even an ocean. He's not even an ocean. It's is sort it of out a pre-ocean. Of it is out of sight, yeah yeah, yeah. i love What is that out of sight remind me i hope you get
1: soderbergh's um just a um elmore leonard novel yeah. it's hmm. got uh, it jennifer it. lawrence oh, my bank robbery is fun michael keaton is playing the same character that he plays in elmore leonard's uh jackie brown he's very very good in that <laughs> okay you guys uh, the, <laughs> the most
0: successful bank robber in the country finds himself stealing something far more precious than money jennifer lopez's heart this is how did he not say <laughs> that he's a heart, fixer but he's the one who's broken that how did heart was insured ex- for a million dollars also <laughs> oh, okay yeah. well that's good i mean
1: we oh are we are we all oh, real fast are we all big Elmo leonard fans here does everyone I, like the I don't guy know if anyone, who,
3: I, I am a lot but um he, he's like
1: the greatest crime writer in maybe of all time oh he's up yeah, there with, yeah like chandler the uh, okay. you, yeah, he is. He is probably the most one of the most adapted writers in the world because stuff just leans itself towards film and TV. But yeah, he's just like the greatest crime writer of all time. And uh, I've I love, read a lot of crime
0: books, list. and I've read a lot of the people who are be, he's being compared to here. But I have not read any of his books. Um, oh, really good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah,
1: but, even if you just watch his adaptations. I mean, Out of Sight, Jackie Brown, Justified is an incredible TV yeah, show. That's right, three times a um, humor, yeah, get, shorty. get shorty yeah i got it. he's just hit the films that have been made adapted from as well so, just unbelievable okay, so okay. we're so, not doing out of sight is what you're no, we're not, we're doing, not out doing out of sight, sight, even though
3: it's your favorite movie it is one of my favorites so but we, can co- we can
1: swing back around to it yeah i hope so so i
3: actually have a power card that i'm gonna i'm gonna play a power card guys oh, shit. Ooh. my power card is power go, card go back a week and move from that movie instead so <sighs> instead of going off of um, of this one, we are going to go Anthony, back. What's happening? Off of um, Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> Eternal Sunshine. Sunshine. We're taking a rough to thirteen, going on. <laughs> 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 no. How dare you. No, I'm How not I'm not. Again, I want to no, we're we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I promises promises made, promises kept. Uh mm. I am going to to go to Jim Carrey uh from Turtle Sunshine and we're gonna do cable guy. And we're gonna set up what I believe is a three-movie trifecta that should take us to take a in one two three as well. Whoa. Ezra so is nice. an
0: all- all star <laughs> player of this game, all all, na- all nation team player of the Kevin Bacon game. We're watching I, the Cable Guy, starring Jim Carrey, traveling via Jim Carrey. Um, back a week, Jim Carrey.
1: Did Ben Stillo direct the Cable Guy? Yes. Yeah.
3: Interesting. Yes. He yes. wrote. Wrote. Wrote directed. Is that right? Written by Lou mm. Holtz Jr. Um, and okay.
1: directed by Ben Stiller. Well, Jim and Matthew um if you guys get a chance, if you want to see uh, a director really grow, you should try watching some of the uh, Severance, which is also directed by Ben Stiller. Mm. And it's oh, one of the one of the better directed shows I have seen in quite a while.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: But yeah, he has become quite the talented director. That's super cool. Um,
0: Ezra, I really appreciate this. Obviously, um, I did help with your movie two weeks ago and will again. So you are the thing. One of the things about me, uh, disloyalty is not one of my flaws. So <laughs>
3: lots of other flaws. but not I that. A
0: lot of other flaws. That's a line from Treme. Anyway, I, I really like that line. But yeah, um, that that is not I have a lot of flaws and that's not one of them. So. Um, re, you will you will be well re- rewarded for this. I'm so thrilled to also get now that I've seen the game. I really just wanted to pick a new movie. Now that I've watched how the movie the game unfolds, and so I really want to pick something else. Well, that, and I'm excited that. to get to do that. I've also haven't watched this movie in a long time, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Wait, also, wait, 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 my a, movie, a, my, my turn is next week. Yeah, and that's going to do some really interesting things. Um, I do kind of want because uh, uh, David Cross is in this movie. And I we're only doing movies, so I can't do this, but I would be tempted to move to the time where he was on this like celebrity poker show on TV and was just <laughs> he showed up just wearing a bathrobe and drunk out of his mind for the whole show. And it was very funny. Anyway, um what were you
2: gonna say, Hunter? I was gonna ask a rules question. Yeah,
0: it's a good time for a rules question. We should probably decide you, before I think about it.
2: Are you allowed to just pick a movie one step away from the cable guy now and just score some easy points? Oh, when he when he like re when he yeah. repicks.
0: So next week I get to repick a movie and then pick the next week's movie. So if I pick something 1 degree of separation from here, I yeah, I I mean it, I, we haven't discussed a rule that would stop that. Oh, dear. Yeah. I was also um, wondering
3: could you could you um pick a movie that has Kevin Bacon in it as well? I was curious about that.
0: Oh, so it could just re- you could also choose to reset it.
3: I was. I was. I didn't know if we can pick a Kevin Bacon movie or well. That, that was. That was a question I had from the I last know. time. I did We haven't.
0: We haven't figured out either of these two rules. Is there? I don't Hunter see any w- reason
1: why you wouldn't be able to pick a cap Ke- If Kevin Bacon's and Kevin B- the Bacon's fair game, right? Okay. yeah. The Bacon's bacon, fair game. Yeah, you can come out of the Bacon. You can go into the Bacon. You can baby. bring home the Bacon. <laughs> you can, you can yeah. whatever you want. bring
0: right, home anyway. the Bacon. That's enough confidence that I feel like you can pick a Bacon movie. But can I just pick a movie that I can get to
3: next week? Is there a reason yeah. why I wouldn't
1: be able to do that? I don't see why not. Hmm. You don't um, see we, why not. Well, what's
2: we're what's making the up the rule right
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing, Alex, right? Cuz like you could also um uh you can reset to a bacon. Right. So I can uh, pick any movie that is attached
0: to this or any movie that is um got Kevin Bacon in it. Yeah. If I wanted to score easy points. If points were the the name of the game. Now, had we discussed this beforehand, Ezra, you could have said, "I will help pick your movie in exchange for not only half the points but anything you score afterwards or something."
3: But we didn't. Mm, but I just want chaos. I'm a, lo- I'm a loyal guy, so um, I, I might owe you something yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll You will be set up after this, if you want to, to go to Princess Diaries. And then uh, Hunter would be the one who'd be able to get to um, take Pelham <laughs> 123, I believe.
0: From Princess Diaries?
3: Yes. Because of Hector Elizondo.
0: Interesting. Um, well, there's a, lot, there's a lot here. And there's a bunch of people in Cable uh, Guy that would be interesting to travel via. So I'm going to have to do some thinking on it this week. Where I want to go and what else I want to watch. But I will say, Anthony, I don't know if this helps you. Well, first of all, hopefully you appreciate the justice that has just taken place at your expense. But secondly, (laughs) I hope you also appreciate um, how you've affected the game by making the metagame for you about the quality of the movies. I am much more interested in, and that's one of the things I've been bummed about is like, I think Cable got to be interesting to rewatch, but it's not like a great movie. And that does seem like more fun. I hate it. To try to, I I don't like this one at
3: all,
1: actually. Yeah, I hate the cable guy. I have not seen this since I was in high school. I remember really liking it, but I probably got not enjoyed this movie. It's
3: going to take all my strength to get this one above Apollo 13. That's all I can say. I
1: definitely think this movie about um, sort of like the need for cord cutting and how that could never happen in a million years and we'll all be. Oh, yeah tethered to cable Dude, the rest of our lives after it's we finish watching this <laughs> on the show next Modern week can world. we do a
0: segment where we we brainstorm on a a reboot of this movie that's <laughs> the <TikTok> like guy. <laughs> the Netflix guy or something yeah there's something there's something where the guy, a guy has to come fix your Netflix and yeah I don't know there's he's something the here the Ethernet an guy. he's yes, the internet yes, like, guy. Ethernet. Wow, guy exactly right yeah. the 5G guy um all right well that's what's happening next it's going to be a weird week and it's going to be some weird point scoring opportunities afterwards and i would also just like to reassure the panel that i also believe in making the points weird so don't worry (laughs) about this being a runaway in the next two weeks where i bury the game there are plenty of points left to be scored and what ezra just reminded us was that there are still three power cards out and at the end of the round four we're going to redeal a second group of power cards so even if you don't if you don't spend it, you'll lose it and you'll get two new ones. I think is how it's going to work. Okay.
3: Or At you keep it, you one. get two
0: on top of it. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think I think st- I don't think you should I think you should you get to uh, get more. I well, I like
0: wrote think. the spreadsheet and it took a long time and I don't know if I could fix it to make you have 3, but we'll see. Yeah, we're drawing two new power cards after weeks in the next couple of weeks. So, there's a lot of uh, havoc left to go, but that is going to bring us to the end of our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the rules lawyering for the day. I would love to hear your arguments why or why not I'm allowed to just pick a movie that I could watch next week that I want to watch that gets points. Um, that would be... I, I would love to hear your arguments. If you make a good case, I'll have a backup picket just, just ready. But I do think it seems to me like you should be able to pick it. We'll see. Anyway, all that and more coming up next week. And, of, of course, everybody's favorite part of the show, as we're reading the score um, after I put it in the chat thank you so much everybody for listening please send us an email podcast at read podcast at and also thank you to everybody who is watching this week on YouTube this is a surprise <laughs> announcement we put this one on YouTube because we could we're waving at you Hunter's making a face this is the thing that's available for, to watch the video this is an experiment so, if you wanted to watch us on YouTube, you can go to youtube.com
3: slash alex falcone yeah. and find this episode. This I'm is great for all the people who've been picturing us as uh, having certain kinds of faces, and to be like just confused. I think when they realize, like, oh, this is not how I thought they're going to sound. Or they would look like when it's so sounds. true. Yeah, I would
0: love people to get to find out now if we look the same. Also, you'd be able to see that Ezra and Anthony appear to be in identical rooms in different places somehow. Um, that's a fascinating it's a multiverse. Turn
1: yeah, it's the same room in two uh, different universes. I'm so tired of it. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.